is one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shom 97.7. At exactly 8.20, good morning, Pierre. Hi, good morning, Terry. How are you? Fine, thank you. With the sun shining and another day uh, ready to go, I uh, think I want to start with the... Uh, uh, the uh, report this morning in the press that uh, the F1 will be canceled for a second year. Yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, we, we have to understand that as we speak, Terry, uh, this is not an official announcement yet. Uh, from what I gather, the uh, official announcement can come uh, a little bit later today, like late morning or early afternoon. So we'll wait and see. There's no official statement from Formula One authorities uh, on their side as well. Uh, so we, uh, t- obviously, as, as those things happen so often, there's always some sort of a leak. <laughs> right, yeah. The day, the day before or two days before. And uh, this, is, uh, this is where we are heading, uh, apparently. And basically, Terry, uh, this is, I, I personally think this is where we were heading when we talked about it last week about yeah. the same I agree. It, it because to me, Pierre, just from a logistics point of view, it didn't make any sense to have that huge traveling circus come all of this way uh, with no fans in the stands, and and it just you know, and then and then have to go to go back across the pond again. It, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, and they and all the uh, the the echoes I got from pretty credible sources last week. Uh, I guess it's it's just a matter of. Uh, the whole thing having been pushed uh, one week later. And why was that? Well, that was probably because uh, you you just just didn't want uh, to say no, and we can't, and we won't, uh, mm-hmm. and we want it. I guess it was a matter also of negotiating seriously with uh, with the authorities in place, and, and mainly Liberty Media, who owns actually the, uh, the championship when they bought it back or they bought it out from uh, Bernie Ecclestone and Formula One management a couple of years ago. So what we hear is very disappointing for this year, of course, for a second year in a row. But uh, the echoes we get, it's pretty reassuring to make sure that the event will stay in Montreal uh, as of 2022 or will come back to Montreal as of 2022. And those two years that haven't been uh, on the calendar uh, would be actually added after 2029, which, which was the first date of, uh, of, of the end of this actual contract. So there would be a deal already in place uh, to make sure that the event would be held here in 2030 and 2031. So there was already in the contract an option to go on after 2029, but it was only an option, Terry. Now yeah. it seems that the authorities... On both sides, actually, uh, will have negotiated two extra years at the end of the the basic contract. So it's bad news, good news as we yeah. speak this morning. Yeah, and and what will they do in the place in place of the Montreal race? They're they're just going to stay over there. Yeah, they will. Uh, they will be running in Turkey, most right. probably in Istanbul. Uh, beautiful track, by the way. Uh, Istanbul was a regular venue for a while uh, in the two uh, thousands. And then uh, there was so much political turmoil over there uh, that uh, it's uh, it was like impossible to be there. And it and it came back last year as a replacement event. 
and it seemed that that could be a solution, although Germany and the legendary Nürburgring uh, track is also considered as a replacement option for the uh, mid-June date uh, that uh, we held here in Montreal until today, uh, apparently. Okay, let's turn to the uh, Leafs in town tonight against the Habs. Um, where do we start? We start with lessons learned in Calgary, Pierre? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can start, start with that. And we can start with some good material that Austin Matthews provided yesterday hmm. uh, because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a full, uh, full media availability day for the Habs. But the Leafs were already uh, speaking to the media And Austin Matthews said, well, this is a prelude, prelude. This is, um, uh, this is a little cocktail for uh, the first round of playoffs. Hmm. And uh, you know what? It, 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 may not have, <laughs> it may not have been so evident uh, because of the struggles in Calgary. But now with the, uh, the win in Calgary on uh, the, the last game of that trip, it seems uh, more and more obvious that the Habs will make it to the playoff. Diffi they will make it with uh, some level of difficulty, but they will make it. And yeah, why not take it as, uh, as, a, uh, as an interesting uh, preliminary step before the first round of playoffs? So that in itself could be an interesting motivating factor for the, for the Habs and for the Leafs as well. But I guess that the lessons that have to be taken uh, from Calgary Uh, and, and Dominique Duchamp was uh, quite uh, ex explicit about it, Terry, is the fact that uh, you have to know how to react to different opponents. Uh, it's, he said it's, it, it was obvious that when we met Edmonton, we, we played with tons of respect for Connor McDavid, for Leon Dreisaitl, and we, we adapted our game plan accordingly. And because we performed a, a, a perfect or almost perfectly according to the game plan, we were able to beat the, uh, the Oilers. He's not saying that he didn't have the same level of respect for the Flames, but he sort of uh, said that uh, the, uh, the loss of focus from the game plan came from a different level of urgency uh, toward the opponent. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess the message is done for tonight. He would like to see his team uh, play at the level of respect that the Leafs are projecting around the league. Because I'll tell you what, this is one heck of a team, Terry. And you know that, I know that. Yeah. And of course, Dominique Duchamp knows that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin when we talk about the lineup, uh, Pierre. There, there, <laughs> there are so many new faces and there's salary caps and taxi squads and you can do this, but you can't do that. Um, I heard some people talking yesterday about Eric Stahl and they should just leave him at home. I, I wanted to ask you about what you, you thought. Uh, you know, Eric Stahl is a, a talented hockey player who's, you know, clearly at the end of his career. Is he bringing anything to the Habs? And, 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 and what kind of uh, changes do you think they'll be to the lineup tonight? Well, let me add one big factor, Terry, to your, your, your perfect uh, description. How about the, uh, the, waiver, the, the, um, the waiver system? Yeah. You cannot have a veteran, and, and please, we, we're not going to go to the details of what is considered a veteran and not, uh, but you can't have a veteran sent down to the taxi squad before putting his name on the waiver list. Right. And, I mean, if you're, it's, it, Paul Byron has been there for a couple of times so far because the salary he, he earns makes him non-interesting for other teams. But who knows? 
if you put uh, Eric Stahl's name in there, if you put Corey Perry's name in there, if you put another veteran's name in there, uh, you never know if you're going to lose such a player through the waiver system. So th this is another uh, big drawback uh, in terms of uh, flexibility uh, and in terms of uh, perspective of movement. So I think Eric Stahl personally played one of his good games with the Habs, the last one in Calgary, until the last second you, you saw yeah. him dive on the ice. Yeah. You, and I think, I don't know if you agree, but I think he played one of his good games. I agree. That's why I ask, because, I, you know, people are, are so quick to jump on these, these older players. But, you know, I think he brings something interesting to the club. And I, and I agree with you. I thought he had, a, he had a pretty good game. And, you know, the idea that anybody would think of putting Corey Perry on waivers based on what he's done this year is absurd. Well, the thing, yeah, of course. Uh, but, but I think that uh, at, at a certain level, you have also to uh, to give time to uh, to to those players who come on board. I understand that Ilya Kovalchuk uh, was a big factor the first time or the first game he played for the Habs. But those things don't happen all the time. Yep. You have to give time to those veterans to come on board, to adapt, to leave their environment. And to to try to squeeze into a new environment. Yeah, to Sometimes find their spot, they got to find their spot in a in a dressing room filled with new people. It's it's tough. And it's and sometimes it won't it won't work, Terry. Look yeah. at Thomas Tatar in Vegas. Yeah. When when Tatar was traded to Vegas, he's a darn good player. There was no there was never uh, uh, there was never an opening for him uh, on all fronts to gel and to come on board and to play on a regular basis with his new team. And he ended up on the trading block. So, uh, you know, those things are not exact science. And so let's give it a little time. I think that tonight's game is going to say a lot about uh, what this team is all about. Because you're back home. There's no fans, I understand. But there are no fans. But you're back home. You're playing the Leafs. You should be able to make a statement about the level of seriousness to make it to the playoffs. I expect a great game tonight. Uh, very intense from both sides, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, is it a 7 o'clock start, Pierre? No. <laughs> National <laughs> Hockey Night. Oh, right. Wednesday, right, of course. Yeah, but, it, but, but it's not even 7.30, Terry. It's like when we were, you and I were a kid. <laughs> 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock start. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, so we have this full uh, pregame show at 7, and the game as such starts at 8. Okay. Um, and, and will we see Caulfield I'm tonight? sorry about that. Well, Terry, honestly, uh, with all those factors that you explained so well, I can't say yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I but I don't want to say no because no. he deserves to be playing tonight. Yeah, I agree. I, I believe me, it, it's it, you. It. I'm starting to think you have to be a lawyer to figure out who's going to be in the lineup. <laughs> well, my my feeling, and it's only my feeling. If Paul Byron is not ready to go, if Jonathan Jonathan Drouin is not ready to go. Considering that Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher are not ready to go, you could actually play the same juggle game uh, with the salary cap and with the with the uh, the reserve list or with the taxi squad that you played in Calgary two nights ago, and then you could be playing tonight with the same lineup, meaning that Charlie Lindgren would be the backup to Jake Allen, and there there would there would be then enough room for Cole Caulfield to be in, providing that the others are not ready to make a comeback. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I agree with you. It should be an intense game. Have a good game tonight. We'll talk tomorrow morning.